Welcome to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation Podcast hosted by me, Michaela J. Get ready to dive into an action-packed, bougie-based, and spiritually guided experience on all things manifesting your next level luxe life. Let's go. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation Podcast with your girl. It is I, the Michaela J, teaching you how to manifest your next level looks life. Let's get into it. I'm feeling today is going to be a quickie. I'm feeling today is going to be a quick little one-two punch in the throat, the things you need to hear to unlock your next level of success. And I'm going to share some ideas with you that I have been thinking about and having a lot of conversations about recently that give you this blueprint of how to create your next level. And what I love about it is the hack is being yourself. So we're going to get into that. We're also going to talk about pressure and applying an effective amount of pressure on yourself, but not too much to where you're going to crash and burn and you can't be consistent and you can't create sustainable results. Before we dive in, we have a really, 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 really exciting sponsor this week and my life update. You know the deal. Let's jump into it. Life update. I am officially moved out of my apartment It was quite the experience. I have been having the craziest month ever. Like July has just put me through the ringer and I'm really obsessed with numerology. So you guys have definitely talked about this on the podcast before, but you all need to go to teledipity.com and I'll link it in the show notes for you. It's a website that gives you your full breakdown of your numerology, kind of similar to astrology, but with numbers. And it gives you a forecast of your month every single month. Something I do on the first is like me and all my friends will text each other. We'll be like, yay, it's teledipity day. And for July, mine was basically like, this is going to be the craziest, fastest, most intense month of the year. Get ready. And so I knew what I was in for. And this month's just been absolutely wild because it's been insane. I'm going to do an, uh, an episode of the podcast this later this month, giving you guys a recap of how my move has gone because it's been a beautiful disaster wrapped into one. And something that I've been focusing on during that process is truly remaining calm in the eye of the storm. Because when you get super worked up over things that you cannot control, you're just choosing to waste your energy. And I will not make that choice. Now, That's not to say that I didn't have a mental breakdown because I certainly did yesterday, (laughs) just to be completely honest. But we bounce back and we keep moving and we keep going and we come back to our equilibrium and we get back to that cool, calm, collected place and we keep going. So I'm officially moved out of my apartment. Super exciting. I'm staying in an Airbnb right now until my house is ready. I can't wait to share all the details with you guys. It's been uh, quite the experience. I stayed in one really gorgeous Airbnb in a neighborhood that I've never been in in LA. And it was like this gorgeous mansion. It had a rooftop. It had a putting green. It had a bar in the backyard with swings. Super cool. You guys can see a bunch of my videos of that place over on my TikTok. I'm at the Michaela J. 
if you want to see all that action. Uh, and now I'm in a new Airbnb in an area a bit closer to where I do all of my things, like closer to my gym, my coffee shop, all the things. So that's that. But one of my most recent life developments is I am becoming an early riser. Now you might hear that and be like, Michaela, what the fuck are you talking about? Because you, you're like a morning ritual girl. Correct. But I'm really honing in on what time I wake up lately. And I have a mentor that's drilling this into me. He really wants me to start waking up at 4.30 in the morning. And so we have to slowly but steadily build up to that so it's a sustainable thing. But I am starting right now with consistently waking up at 7 a.m. every single day. And I typically wake up between 7 and 8. But again, we're really drilling in this discipline of 7 a.m., 7 a.m., 7 a.m. It doesn't matter when I have training. It doesn't matter when my meetings start. Nothing matters. Just 7 a.m. on the dot every day. Uh, we started it at six and realized that that was quite a bit of a jump because I need to nail down my night routine a little bit better. So again, it's sustainable, but I'm becoming this early riser. It's going to be a process and it's kind of fun and exciting. And I like to think about it in a way of um, how I'm going to have so much more time in my day by waking up early. And my theory on this is that in the evenings, we're kind of winding down. Um, for me, I'm always on the phone in the evening with friends. Like I'm catching up with friends who are back at home in Nebraska. I'm on FaceTimes. I'm chatting with my mentor. You know, I'm doing whatever I'm doing or I'm watching Netflix. I'm cooking dinner. And then the rest of the evening just kind of slips by you once you're quote unquote off the clock. Right. And so going to, or staying up later, isn't going to be more productive most of the time, at least for me. But waking up earlier does make me more productive because when I start my day, I'm like, great, I'm ready for a walk. I'm ready for a coffee. I'm ready to journal. I'm ready to set my intention for the day. I'm ready to go, 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 go. So the idea of becoming even more of an early riser is exciting because I'm going to have even more time in my life and it's going to make me more intentional in my evenings to make sure I can wake up at seven every single day and eventually 4.30. So that's kind of my vibe right now um, with life. We're moved out of the apartment. We're a little bit exhausted, but we're thriving. I have a lot of cool opportunities coming into my world right now. I'm becoming an early riser. It's a whole new, it's a whole new, it's a whole new era we're walking into. Okay, for our sponsor this week, I am so excited to announce that I am now offering mini coaching sessions. So if you've ever wanted to work with me, mentor with me, ask me questions about anything, you can now book in a little 15-minute mini session with me where we're going to go over any and all questions that you have, anything about mindset, about spirituality, about manifesting. We can talk about communication. We can talk about relationships, business, money, travel, whatever it is that you want to pick my brain about. You'll have 15 minutes to do that. And trust me, we will cover a lot in 15 minutes. But I wanted to do this because I get so many messages from a lot of you that I can't answer because I do coaching as my business. That's like what I do for work. And so to respect the space I spend with my clients, I can't answer and like do free advice in the DMs. So I was thinking like, okay, how can I start to answer these questions in a quick rapid fire capacity? Because a lot of you just have like one or two questions and I'd love to answer that for you. So I'm offering these mini coaching sessions. They're only $150 and you get 15 minutes with me. It's going to be amazing, magical. I cannot wait. They're first come first serve. So once my calendar is full, then it's full. But the link for that will be in the show notes for you. And without further ado, Let's talk about being magnetic. 
All right, today we're talking about you being a magnet by just being yourself. And I really started to think about this because I am, now that I'm doing the early riser thing, as we talked about, one thing that really helps me when I'm waking up earlier is taking cold showers. I've definitely talked about this before. I've talked about it a lot on Instagram and, and the cold showers are three to five minute. It could be a cold shower. It could be an ice bath. It could be a freezing cold swim. And you do that first thing in the morning. There are a couple of benefits to this that are health focused, which you guys can totally research on Google. Um, that's like the boring stuff I'm not going to cover. But the reason why I started taking cold showers a couple of years ago is because I really wanted to get over my avoidant tendencies. I definitely tend to retract from situations. I like to take a lot of space, but sometimes it can be excessive. Um, and you don't want to repeat that pattern in lots of areas of your life. You want to be able to face things head on, deal with it, get it over with, move on. And that's how you're going to preserve the best amount of energy. How do you teach your body to step away from the avoidant tendencies and learn to lean into doing what needs to be done and dealing with your shit. For me, that was a freezing cold shower every single day for three to five minutes. Because when you are in that space, there is no avoiding the shock that comes to your body from the cold water. And you just have to sit there and or stand there more so, breathe through it and deal with it. That broke my avoidance, my avoidance tendencies very quickly. But not only that, is when you do it first thing in the morning, it's going to wake you up but also that's the hardest thing you're going to do all day for the most part. My workouts are pretty tough so that I, maybe I'll do it after my workout sometimes, but it's like, that is one of the, the physically, one of the most challenging things I will do all day. And if I can stand there in an ice cold shower for five minutes, I can handle anything else the rest of the day. And now that I'm getting used to waking up even earlier, it's the perfect technique for me to wake my body up. Because you know, when you wake up earlier, you're a bit groggy. So I hop in the cold shower, it wakes my body up, I'm leaning into it, I'm doing what needs to be done. And that's that. So why I bring this up in the conversation of success, being magnetic, being yourself is because you're really leaning into things. You can't avoid things. A lot of times we are hiding things from ourselves or we're hiding from parts of yourself. And that's something that I've learned in taking the cold showers is like, it's all on the table. You're going to be fully fucking freezing the whole time. And you just have to deal with that and you just have to own it and you have to breathe through it and accept that that is a part of the experience. I want you to feel that way about yourself. If you hide from yourself, you will lose. The reason why you will lose is because you start to self-sabotage every time things are going well. So what this actually looks like is you start like doing the damn thing and you achieve some level of success and you start to pull back because you're afraid that you're going to be found out. You're afraid somebody's going to discover something about you or call you out or your imposter syndrome is going to be exposed or what the fuck ever, you know? And I think this is why it's so important to integrate all sides of yourself into every single thing that you do. Because when you're just showing up authentically as yourself in every way, shape, and form in every circumstance and scenario, you have nothing to hide. When you hide from yourself, you will lose. And somebody told me a quote recently is that you don't get better by not being yourself. 
Like you're just going to be more and more detached from who you are. And how does that benefit you? How does that serve your highest good? And how does that serve the highest good of all? If anything, that's also just moving further from who you are is going to diminish your success because the more you achieve being a fake version of you, the less you're going to want it. And I think that's why I really like this idea of associating being myself and being successful. It It's like an equal, more me, more success. And that goes with the identity piece as well, because I just identify as a successful human and I identify as being myself. So the more yourself you are, the more successful you get to be. And the best news about this is that you will then know exactly what to do to unleash that, right? You know who you are. And maybe you have that part of you that's like, actually, I don't know who I am, Michaela. Nice try. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. But it's like you get to decide who you are. You get to decide what you want to do and who you want to be and where you want to go. And it's like, just follow that path every single time. When you are yourself, that's when you feel the best. When I think about scenarios of like, okay, like when do I feel the most, Michaela? Like what makes me feel the most alive or the most fulfilled? I oftentimes think about when I lived in Bali, just riding around on the motor scooters with like my hair in the wind and just holding onto the bike, knowing I'm going to a vibey cafe. Like I have nobody to answer to. I just get to do my own thing uh, and have that like full sense of just freedom, feeling good, feeling open. When you're hiding from yourself and you're hiding from the world and you're hiding things from other people, you don't get that same sense of openness and freedom. You're compartmentalized. It's interesting being a spiritual woman and talking about all of this stuff online because, you know, I'm from Nebraska and people aren't very spiritual there. It's definitely more like religious, more traditional vibes, more conservative And so when I started to get into all the spiritual stuff, it felt really unsafe to talk about with people because I was very afraid they were going to judge me or they weren't going to understand or they were going to think that I was weird or crazy or whatever. So I just kind of kept it to myself. And in a school setting, I acted one way. But in my business and in the online space, I would act another. And when you do that, again, it's like you don't get any better by not being yourself. I'm not benefiting from acting like a more polished, different version of myself at school And then like the spiritual version of me at home, how is that effective? How does that actually do anything? How can you expect the mindset work and the spiritual work to do anything for you when you're not even willing to be that version of yourself all the time? And again, like I said earlier, a lot of this looks like you start to achieve success and then you pull back because you're afraid you're going to be discovered in some type of way. I remember feeling that way at the beginning of my business when things really started to kick off and I'm like, oh, like I'm going to meet people and they're going to follow me on Instagram and they're going to think that I'm fucking crazy because I'm talking about like witchcraft and magic and all of this stuff that I believe in and that is important to me, whatever. And so when we start to feel that way, we start to dim our own light, like you turn down who you are to be more digestible. And you guys know I have another episode on this, like fuck that shit. Let people choke because that's their own fucking problem. And I think one thing we need to remember about being ourselves is that if you're too much, fuck that person. Like you will never be too much for the right people. You will never ask for too much. You will never have too much energy. And If you do, like, why would you want to be around that person? You know, that's not going to be the circle that you want to be a part of. More success, more you, more happiness, more being open. And the blueprint 
is identifying like who is the next level version of you. When you think about yourself a year from now, two years now, even six months from now, you know, who is that? What are her goals? Like what has she accomplished? How does she feel? What's the vibe there? That's your blueprint. Every day, I want you to be walking closer and closer and closer to that vision. You guys know I'm really big on do what you can with what you have. Sure, maybe six months down the line, she's full digital nomad vibes and she's, you know, traveling with Louis Vuitton like suitcases and her nails are done and whatever. And you're like, hi, Michaela, I can't spend five grand on a suitcase right now. Who cares? Like, do your nails at home. Like, that's a start. Go on a road trip. That's a start. Do what you can with what you have now to feel more yourself in this environment. You have to be really intentional about every detail of your life. And I talked about this in my documentary, actually. If you guys don't know, I filmed the whole documentary. It goes along with my Conscious Creator program. It's on my YouTube channel. I'll link it in the show notes. But one thing that I talked about is like, you have to care. You have this one Well, we have many lives, but you have this one life and this one human meat sack that you're in right now, and you need to care enough to make it fucking matter and to get what you want, and you need to care enough to be intentional about every little thing. I go to the fancy gym because I want to be around like that high caliber of people that are willing to pay an excessive amount of money to go to a bougie gym, right? I carefully pick out who my trainer is. I carefully pick out all the food that I eat. I carefully pick out all the Airbnbs I stay in. If you're not intentional about every detail of your life, I would ask yourself one of two questions. One, why not? <laughs> like, is are you just not thinking about it? Is it not in your awareness? Are you not aware of what's going on in your head? And then like a follow-up question would be like, well, why don't you care enough? Care enough. Like that's all. I just want to like shake everybody by the shoulders and be like, I want you to fucking care. Leave no rock unturned. I kind of like that saying, especially because, you know, we love crystals over here. Leave no rock unturned. And I talk about this all the time. Like, what would my next little self wear? What would she do? How would she present herself? What her energy would be like? All of it. What would she be drinking? What coffee would she drink? How would she speak to her friends? How would she speak to her family? How does she communicate? How does she, like, collect herself? Every detail. Because the more you do that, the more you're going to feel like yourself again. And it's like when you have nothing to hide and you're just being you and you're just open, things are going to start falling into your lap. The reason why this happens is because you're on your path of least resistance. This is my goal I think about every single day of my life. The path of least resistance. I will always get what I want. A hundred percent of the time. I will always, always, always get what I want. You guys know that. It's a favorite affirmation around here. The reason why I'm always get what I want is because I'm constantly seeking out what's the easiest way for me to get what I want. Like what is the most carefree way that I can receive this? What's the simplest way? And that's going to be putting yourself in environments that make you feel good, wearing clothes that make you feel good, doing the inner work so you can feel good about yourself, focusing on your self-image, shifting your identity so you feel good about yourself. When you curate every area of your life, it's so easy to receive from that place because everything feels good. So then, of course, you're going to receive more of what feels good. That's basic law of attraction. And that's where we have that path of least resistance because it's not like, a oh, I hate my job. I hate this. I hate these clothes. I hate that. But like, I just got to like, I have to do it quick. I have to get it done. Fuck that. Like take time to map out your life because it matters. 
every single thing you do matters a lot. And that's why I'm really, really intentional, intentional in every moment. And it's like, why wouldn't you be? You want to be focused on being the best version of yourself. Now, on the flip side of this, it creates a lot of pressure and it creates a lot of thinking. So you need to be careful of those moments when you're overthinking it. I definitely do this a lot where I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, next to Michaela, what is she eating? What is she doing? Where is she going? And it can be a little overwhelming because I'm constantly asking myself these questions all day. I'm making decisions all day. I'm running my businesses and making those decisions all day. So it can be really easy to let go of a lot of energy and get really exhausted with all of that. And then it feels like a lot of pressure because you're like, fuck, I got to like be on top of everything all the time. And yes, that's true. But what if it didn't feel like pressure? Like what if it wasn't difficult? What if it was pretty simple? What if you trusted that you would always know in the moment? Kind of how I make these decisions so it's a bit easier and to relieve some of that stress and pressure of making decisions is I will literally like ask myself a question, close my eyes, take a deep breath, count down from five and make a decision. It's the best way you can go about things. Five seconds, make a decision and just trust that the first thought that pops up is where you need to go. And it's what you need to do in that moment. I have a podcast episode about this and I get asked this all the time, how to distinct your intuition from your ego. And it's just trusting that when you're holding space for an answer to come through from your intuition, that what comes through is your intuition. If I'm sitting here asking myself, okay, how can I feel more like myself today? And I take that deep breath and I give myself five seconds to think and I produce an answer and maybe it's like, I'm going to go for a hike. I don't second guess that. I don't sit there and think, huh, is hiking in my ego or is hiking in my intuition? I just trust that it's my intuition and I just make a move and I go. You always want to be making moves, moving forward, get back to work, get back to alignment, get back into action because you want your energy constantly flowing. So I'm telling you this because again, when we're really hyper fixated on being the best versions of ourselves, that's where we want to be. That's where we want to be. That's what we want to be doing. It can create this pressure, but only if you look at it as pressure and only if you are spending too much time thinking. Don't think, produce an answer and act. Produce an answer and act. Very, very simple. Keep it simple. That will make this the easiest, the easiest thing possible. I talk about this often, but it's like, I feel a lot of pressure all the time because I'm really hard on myself and I always want to be doing better. And this is truly like how I kind of nip that in the butt. Cause I think when we feel this pressure of always being better, it's almost coming from a place of being hard on ourselves. And that's not effective. There's like a quote that I see online all the time. And it's like, you can't hate your body into being in shape right? Like that's just not how it goes. That's not the loving way to do things, obviously. And I think my point here is we feel all of this pressure because we're doing it in a way where we're like beating ourselves up over things that we're unhappy about. And when you do that, you're doing it in a weird fucked up vibration and then you want to hide and you get overwhelmed and there's always something more you could be doing. And it's just, there's no, where's the love in that? Where is like the desire energy. Where is the high vibration of that? I want you to desire growth to feel even better for things to feel like, okay, it's this 
or something better. It's this and that. It's wins on wins on wins on wins. That's the energy we want to compound in building more success. That's when you become open because you're doing everything from a heart center. And that's how we start to relieve some of that pressure. So, and I wanted to bring that into the conversation because it's like, I don't know, pressure comes in a lot of different forms. And especially when we're talking about like being ourselves and showing up in a certain way and being a certain energy, it's like in certain environments, you feel pressure to act a certain way. You might feel pressure to come across as professional in a certain setting, or you might want to be respectful in front of family members. You know, like there is a, there's a time and place for everything. And I just don't want you to feel like you have to compartmentalize yourself. Sure, there are certain behaviors you want to put your best foot forward or certain situations you want to put your best foot forward in, but you shouldn't have to change who you are in different environments. And you become more magnetic for success and for people and for money and for opportunities when you're just being yourself. Because that, again, that's the path of least resistance. When you just own who you are and own your own shit, like, that's when things really start to open up and you can see things in a very different light. So you have to think think about that pattern that you were developing before. When you're shutting yourself off in certain environments, you're shutting off potential opportunities. Me not fully owning the fact that I was very spiritual and that my mindset was very different while I was in college definitely shut me off from meeting certain people that maybe were spiritual that maybe could have contributed to my business that maybe could, you know, who knows I could have, I could have collabed with, but I was so shut off from those opportunities and those kinds of conversations on campus because I was so afraid of people's judgment, which again, like fear is so fucking stupid. Like now I'm at the point where I have no human fears because I realize how much you miss out on life based off of fear. And I think that's bullshit. So I want you to just focus on being yourself. And I want to give you guys some questions to think about that are going to be your homework this week. And I want you to think about like, how can I be more me? Like, I just want you to get out your journal and write out whatever comes to mind. I don't want you to think too hard into it. Uh, I don't want you to force out any answers, but like, how can I be more myself? And this is something I I actually used to have a sticky note on my laptop that said, how can I express myself today? How can I be more me today? It's really important. Think about compounding that over time. Every single day, finding more and more ways to be yourself. After a while, it's going to be a habit. You're not going to think about it. And then you're not going to think about compartmentalizing yourself in certain scenarios. It's the easiest way to build this habit of being yourself if that feels scary for you. So how, how can I be more myself? And in every moment, especially those environments where you feel compartmentalized, how can I make this more me? How can I make this more me? That might be going to the beach and deciding to like have a charcuterie board and make it a really cute setup and make it just like a whole vibey situation because that makes you feel more you. Maybe that is painting the walls in your bedroom. Like, I don't know. It could be a million different things. Like, and if you don't like where you live, it's just focusing on decorating your environment so you feel more comfortable where you're at right now. Even at your job, like if you aren't happy in your current job, like how can I make this more me? Can you play music while you're working? Can you open up and be more friendly and more open to different types of conversations in the workplace? There's always something that we can fine tune to make a little bit better. And the last thing I really want to give you guys here to think about is choosing to believe that nothing is awkward or embarrassing. 
those are just energies and it's like why would I choose to think like to be embarrassed you can always choose how you feel literally like today I flipped over a fucking chair in my Airbnb and it's like I just laughed like nothing is embarrassing like who fucking cares I think we're so afraid of judgment and whatever it's like just choose to think that nothing is awkward, nothing's embarrassing. Some people are going to vibe with you. Some people aren't. Some people are going to think I'm crazy because I carry around crystals everywhere I go. Some people are going to think I'm awkward because I talk about everything in a spiritual way. And absolutely, I do absolutely nothing in a practical way ever. Who cares? Just own who you are. The more you can own who you are, the more you're going to be an open channel to get what you want. And I think one of the things that really holds us back is that fear of judgment and feeling like, oh my God, it's going to be so awkward if I talk about this and they don't agree, or it's going to be so embarrassing if I show them my crystals and they make fun of me or like, what the fuck ever. We're just so in our heads. Just choose not to believe that those situations are awkward and embarrassing. You really have the power to transmute the energy in any situation. It will impact the way people interact with you. It will impact your conversations and your energy every single time. It's just a choice. I know that sounds easier said than done, but it's it, honestly, it's so simple. It's just going to take a little bit of practice for you to get into that headspace. So that's your homework this week. How can I be more myself? I want you to brain dump out a couple pages in your journal about how you can be more yourself. I want you to think about certain areas of your life that like areas or situations or places that you might be compartmentalizing yourself. Like maybe it's a certain group of friends that you're around and you're not fully the spiritual version of you, or maybe, you know, whatever you'll know, you know, you know, you know, um, how can I make this more me? And the last thing is how can I start to choose to believe that nothing is awkward or embarrassing and that what other people think literally does not matter. Like nobody's opinion should matter more than your own about yourself. It's super important. And that's going to help you kind of get over that shadow work of being afraid of being yourself because the judgment is what oftentimes holds us back the most. But those are the things that I want to say to you. We talked about a lot of different things here. I kind of ranted a bit more than I expected to, but I love this idea of more me, more success, more success, more me. Makes success feel really clean and the energy feels really easy. It feels very simple. It feels very straightforward. When your success is you, it's easier to show up because you're not putting on some facade or some personality. It's just you being you. And you will always know, like I said earlier, the blueprint of your success is asking, like, what do I desire today? How can I be more myself? How can I express myself today? And trusting that's coming from intuition and trusting that that's going to move the ball forward every single day. Okay. That's what I have for you today. I hope you loved this. If you guys loved the episode, don't forget to take a screenshot that you are listening. Share it over on Instagram. Tag me. I love to reshare all of you guys' story tags. I'm at the Michaela J on Instagram. You know where to find me, and I will talk to you next Wednesday. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, and don't forget to leave a five-star rate and review. I love hearing your takeaways and wins from the podcast in the review section, so don't forget. Love you so much. Talk to you soon. Bye.